you. I'm now about to witness the awesome crushing a mic. Oh, the U G. Yes, Robinson Show. Welcome, my friend, to a show that seemingly never saw the end. This is the old. Nine, uh, and I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Oh, hey, I forgot to get some food for that guy who doesn't like me eating. I got some food next to me, I'm saying, but it's a, uh, oh man, it's kind of a couple days old. But just to show you, I'm committed. Anyway, Stigmata, our bumper music since 2007. It's called in, uh, Calling It Adjust, Intro, All of Nothing, still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you a death in a nightclub and hit your car with a hammer, buy it. Go down to the page if you want the whole rest of the CD, it's a great one. But Bob Riley is going to sing us in as he has since 2007. Very well. Payback in full, always nothing. All right, my friend. Oh, oh, the music, the music doesn't stop. There we go. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, a show a one oh nine. Uh, happy Easter. Uh, Shabbat Shabbat uh, for those of you who celebrated Passover a few days ago. Uh, I can't think of any other holidays. My Satanist friends, I don't know what you're celebrating today. Uh, there is some confusion, however, about the timeline, which I've never been have have had anybody uh, 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 settle for me. Supposedly, this is about the three days in the tomb. All right, there's no way that you can get three days between Friday, Good Friday, the day of the crucifixion, and for a book on that that you might read, that if you haven't read it, you should. Master and Margarita. Oh my God. I, it's one of those books that I had for like a long time, and, I, and, I, and it just kept coming up and coming up. And people kept saying, "I used to read it, read it." And finally, I broke down and read it. And I, almost, I wanted to kick myself down a flight of stairs for not having read it earlier. Master and Margarita, read it now. It's, it's, it covers the crucifixion quite nicely in a very interesting way, and has a, a talking cat with a machine gun. So there's always that. So, I, um, so crucified on, on, on Good Friday. And risen, risen uh, on Sunday. We, we, how do you how do you get those three days? Okay, let's start from twelve oh one. Let's start from twelve oh one Friday. So it's technically for many of you who are still awake, waiting to be crucified. It's Thursday night for all intents and purposes. Twelve oh one Friday. So twenty four hours later, it will be twelve oh one. On Saturday. And 24 hours after that, it should be 12.01 on Sunday. You don't get three days between Friday and Saturday. So how come nobody's dealing with this? Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. I don't want to go religious on you. It is Easter, but I don't want to go religious on you. But we're, we are going to go there. But um, commercials, uh, it's weird. I don't know what to tell you, um, but I'm not going to be one of these withholding types. No, like, you know, like the, the great scene from East of Eden, again, religious reference, James Dean, where he raises all his money with his, his soy farming, his bean farming, 
And his father refuses to take it. He goes, no, it's for you. It's, it's for you, Dad. It's for you. And he refuses to take it. Nah, nah. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Patreon came through. That's uh, patreon.com Patreon, Patreon slash Stomperville came through. Somehow it got me the money. Uh, where are we now? Despite us being in the middle of a uh, a, a pandemic, a, a, a lockdown, and a global catastrophe, you guys came through. Uh, you came through for me in 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 March, or was it February? February, the month that whatever month it was, I thought I only gotten five dollars. You guys came through. They were just late. They say because of the COVID COVID nineteen thing, they were late getting it. They cashed to me, so that part is cool. So I put it in the little computer fund so that the computer that I'm talking to right now, can you hear this? I don't know if you can hear that. That's the whole, the whole thing is like de dissembling. <laughs> so I'm going to try to, September, October, when they come out with the new one, I'm going to try to get my friends there to give me 15% off and get a new laptop. Good. Yeah, that's the, that's the, 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 the whole laptop uh, dissembling itself. So, um, so thank you for that. Patreon.com slash uh, uh, Stomper, the uh, uh, Stomper or Stomperville. I forget. You, you know how to find it. And then the other one is Pinko, P-I-N-K-O, 95014 at Yahoo.com. Some of you go straight to uh, straight through uh, 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 PayPal. That works. Some of you, uh, you, you know who you are. You contact me directly. And I got to I got to I want to call you. Uh, Tommy LB, I want to call you, but I don't have I don't have the number. So uh, if you have my number, uh, text me your number, and I'll call you sometime this week. So anyway, um, so let, let's get back to the religion thing for just for a little bit. <laughs> well, maybe the whole show. So three days. You don't get three days between Friday. You don't get Friday and Saturday. But I started to think about it. I, I started to think about it, and I, I was like, you know what? Everybody is getting fundamentally uh, uh, fundamentally wrong. Like, like really, like incredibly wrong. The whole idea, okay, there's the transmutation, there's the, the resurrection, there's the, uh, uh, there is uh, the, you know, the, the Holy Trinity, the, you know, the Holy Spirit, the idea of God inhabiting man, all that hoo-ha. And, and I think if you think about it long and hard enough, and if you've read this stuff, like some of us have actually read it, you start to come up with certain certain real theories, and, and and it's typical. It's typical. It's typical that humans would do as humans have done, focusing on the resurrection. Okay, you're gonna focus on the resurrection. So when when you talk to people of middling intelligence, you say resurrection. They say, "What do you mean? Well, you resurrection? You know? No, 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 no. Whether you go to John Charty's version of of the Divine Comedy, you." You know, when he talks about Dante's Inferno or whether you read actual text. Look, there are a couple of things. Let's go back to virgin birth. In Hebrew tradition, a man and a woman were considered husband and wife until they had fucked. So this idea that Mary was a virgin, let's get rid of that. That's just as magical thinking. Let's get out of here. He was being, but that wasn't the point. He was fucking his wife. Otherwise, they would have been called something else. So he was fucking his wife. But what happened is... And I, you know, whatever. This is a fantasy. We're talking about Star Wars, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm healthily agnostic, but we can talk about this amongst friends comfortably. So she gets pregnant. She has this kid. This star in the sky, and everybody shows up, and the bada bada bing, bada bang, and uh, they say, okay, well, you know, I think this is a miracle. Well, you know, yeah, a lot of births back then would have been miracles that nobody died, that the kid was okay. Cats show up. I see some kind of celestial movement there. Okay, this is this this kid is the incarnation. Now, Krishna Murti was eight years old in India somewhere, playing on a beach, and some Brits show up and say, "This guy is incarnation of of, of Buddha to a certain degree, or something like that." So uh, they take ask his parents, and they go, "Sure, give him the best education, best British schools, pay for him." And he is he's gonna lead us in out of the dark ages in the first section that time he gets, he has his big convocation. There's like a whole thousands of people there, an audience of, of, of many. And Christopher Murdy, who had discovered way before then that he was actually gay, was like, you know what? I don't know who you people think I am, 
But, and I appreciate all you've done for me, but I suggest you go find your truth somewhere else because I'm done and I'm out. And that was, that was, uh, yeah, Christian Murray was great. And that, uh, that was a fairly great thing to do. So, you know, who, who they, and, and the people who study these texts can't get over the idea. And they say, well, who, 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 yeah, he was. Said who, Christ was always saying, who is it that people say I am? Who was, uh, uh, the, the musical, the, the wife is doing something the music's a little loud. I gotta, uh, it's a little loud, baby. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry. Um, and mostly I just care because of the, um, because I don't want to get dinged by YouTube for the, for the, uh, for having to pay for the rights to the stuff. So, um, so Christ would never answer directly. He would never say, he would say, who is it? Who is it that I, who is it they say I am? Who is it they say I am? You know, a, um, he said, well, they say you're saying, well, we're all sons of God, you know? Um, and so he would never answer directly. He was being cute and coy, and that's kind of what got him fucked up. But let's, let's so the at a certain point when he goes in the in the desert to be tempted, right? He goes in the desert to be tempted, and he's like, okay, throw yourself over the rocks, turn the rocks into bread. You could do all these things. He, and what he's trying to assert is his total humanness, his complete humanness, the manner in which he is completely and totally human. The point being that you are justified by faith, faith alone. And when the in, in the divine comedy, he harrows hell, he dies. And in those three days, he apparently goes to hell, um, knocks the gates of hell. So when, when Dante and Virgil get to the gates of hell, they're already rent asunder because Christ has clearly already been through. And he apparently has gone through hell to, to show that even, even in this reduced condition that you are, uh, those souls who are in purgatory, there is still a pathway up, and that pathway is 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 via faith. Okay, you know the, the reality is most of us who have read the Divine Comedy never make it past purgatory. <laughs> we never get to Paradiso, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's right, Keanu Acosta. I love the guy. Who is that guy? The same one who played the heavy in Fargo. Who was in that? And then Peter something or he just sort of disappeared. So, um, so it was all about his total humanness, right? This was the idea that that we're going to take this divine, the whole Platonic idea of the Platonic triad: the good, the beautiful, the true, and the sense world will be fashioned from it. Same thing. It was is the divine essence was going to be instilled, imbued in this this ultimate human. Not that he was very special anyway. It didn't apply goodness. The lost books of the lost, yeah, I'll get to that. The lost books of the Bible say, you know, he was kind of a little prick when he was younger. One of his schoolmates or friends ran into him and knocked him down. And Jesus looked at him and said, dry up and blow away. And the kid was, disappeared, dried, dried up and blew away. So, blew away. So, so okay. So then he, he, he's, he's given the choice, you know, they, 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 again, go back to Master Margarita for the crucifixion scene. Great take on it. They try to give him Barabbas. We've talked in the old days about the Barabbas effect. Like that was, you know, that was a pretty good day for somebody. And that was a pretty good day for Barabbas. And then we've also talked about in the past about how come nobody is named Judas. You even have people who are named Adolf, but we don't have Judas is like in perpetuity. You know, Jude, you know, not the same. Judas. I don't know anybody named Judas. I know a couple of Adolfs. So, and, and only one of them has the last name Hitler. So, um, so, uh, um, so, so let's see. So uh, um, he he they give he's given the choice as to whether uh, um, Stormari. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's his name. So he's given a choice. They they choose Jesus. Be seditious. He's 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 um, uh, um he's uh, he's uh, <laughs> we might be we, we we might be all going down. So um, so uh, and they choose as a no 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 this loudmouth. We're going to choose Jesus. And at one moment, the Rolling Stones sing about the moment of doubt and pain where he says, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? And that's an interesting moment. You know, that's an interesting moment because clearly this, this was as it was written. He had to harrow hell. To harrow hell, he had to die. He had to be fully human and so that you could, you could talk about the transmutation of the soul. The soul would be in a, a, a biological vessel and then it, then, it, then it would be somewhere else. 
And that's where people lost track. They start paying attention to this one thing and the other thing went over there because after Jesus was crucified, died and buried, he never left that fucking tomb. There were reports of seeing him walk around in other places. This was this was this was agitprop. This was uh, uh, oh snowing. Oh, sorry, man. Take care of your stuff. Uh, we'll be here later. Um, so uh, this was agitprop. You know, oh, they put the rock in, and so many, you know, three strong soldiers, the, the, the women who sat out for the tomb. There's no way they could move it. Yeah, but there were how many disciples? I'll say eleven. <laughs> Because I don't think Judas was helping there to move the rock and take the body out. The body was insignificant. That was like the least significant portion of the story. And of course, we focus on that. We put him on churches. We put him on necklaces. It's statuary. We put it that the body was immaterial. Immaterial. The idea was to show. Remember, we talked about how the joke among geneticists was that that people are genes as way of duplicating themselves well and, and, and we talked about the uh, the the, con the realm of um the, the consciousness soup um and laws of thermodynamics like law energy can either be created or destroyed and same with consciousness consciousness is, is a continuum it's a constant and we all have pre-birth memories crazy stuff we've talked about in old shows we're not going to get into again because i'm going somewhere with this but um so, so, um, he, 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 um, so let's see what happens. So, um, he dies. They secret the body out of there. I, this is speculative. I wasn't alive 2000 years ago, 2020 years ago, but they secret the body out of there. And so they create this fiction that, yeah, you know, I know it seemed like we lost, but we really won. We fucking won because you can't kill the son of God. He exists in perpetuity. But that seems to fly in the face of the, of perfectly embracing mortality. That like, like the song goes, uh, uh, death is not the end. That was the point of the story. The point of the story wasn't, aha, you didn't get us. And he gets out of the, uh, 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 you know, he gets out of the gate and he's running around and he's in India and he's in other places as I've heard. Nah, nah, nah. This is how, yeah, no, no, that's not what happened. The idea was to show, was to focus on the perpetuity of Christ consciousness. You know, but what's the point? The point is that people fo focus on the body. The point of the real story is that, that um, you know, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and that, you know, this physical, biophysical realm that like Shortsville's talking about, you know, the, the bio framework of fucking eating, shelter, Maslow's pyramid of basic needs. Yeah, that that's a stage. That's a stage that, that, that on the on the on the train stations that you'll pass through, your consciousness will pass your consciousness will pass through. That is a stage. But ultimately, ultimately, um, you are if we look into the shoebox of possibilities. Clearly, you are. You are subject to shaking, <laughs> shifting, and damage in transit. So it goes that if you're a big, fat, bald-headed promoter, <laughs> you never thought I'd get there, did you? You never thought I'd get there. So you're, you're a big, fat, bald-headed promoter whose name rhymes with Bane of Bite. Ah. <laughs> uh, Ah, uh, and, and, but, you know, but first of all, but first of all, listen, listen really carefully. I don't come to, as with last week's show, the sexy world of Dana White. Uh, I, I don't come to, to bury Caesar. I come to it in a certain way to praise him because I'm not entirely sure that what we've seen, that what we're seeing, I'm not entirely sure that what we've seen and what we are seeing is all there is to see or have seen. Let me explain. Now, we might joke about the fat Baldwin being stupid. But the reality of it is, even if he is stupid, I could take a hundred other stupid guys and I could take a hundred other stupid guys and I, I, I don't get the same results. All right? 
I don't. I don't at all. I could take a hundred stupid. I mean, and and this sort of comes to a certain extent with with uh, Trump. People say he's stupid. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, all right, we're fine. Yeah. I could still take a hundred guys and give them all the early life assets that that Trump has, or or that uh, you know wealthy father and inheritance, or the bald one, the Fertitas coming in and backing him. I could give them the same thing, and I, and I'm not even saying a, let's say a, we're saying a hundred stupid people. Fuck that, stupid people. Let's take a hundred smart people. Let's take me. Oh, you're wrong about that. We'll get to that. So let's take me. You give me, like you, you've heard me talk about how I could have been an early stage investor uh, on Yahoo. The uh, initial public offering, my ex-wife was the attorney on it. At one point, she'd given me a check. To, we were going to the gym and she'd given me a check. To, she said, I don't want to leave it in the car. I'm too nervous to leave it in the car. You know, I don't want to leave it. You got a gym bag. You put your gym bag. I said, sure, give it to me. So I go in the locker room at some point. I'm about to lock it in the locker, which I never really do since I got robbed once when I was 11 like that. Some kid broke into my locker having the key. But I look, peek in the envelope, and it was like it was like a $70 million check, something crazy. And I was like, can't leave this in the locker. So I took it me with my, my whole workout. So I was like, hey. And she's like, nah, I shot me down. I was like, nah, I can't do it. Can't do it, you know. And uh, I said, well, look, well, let's let's buy some of the stock. This company is going to be. She goes, well, they give some to friends and family first and institutional investors. And you can't, you know, you can't. And then Yahoo goes through the roof. Right. And I'm bitter about this, like bitter, like slow burn bitter. Fuck, you know, time to think, give me a little mutter, 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 like and then I'm in the gym and I'm talking to a friend of mine who's a head a director of sales at at uh, NetApp, Network Appliances, and I'm 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 complaining. And the guy says, Hey Eugene, stop it. And I go, What? He goes, You know that you never would have stayed in past one hundred. And in that one fell swoop, I realized, God damn it, he's right. Never would I have had the strength of conviction to ride that to where the stock was when it was like a thousand nine hundred dollars a share. Never would I have had that conviction. Similarly, give me what what the ball the fat bald one had. Give that to me. I don't even see, take a hundred stupid people, hundred smart people. Put me in that whatever. I don't say I build the company to where it is now. I don't. But also, let's go back to the last election when there was discussion about you know American exceptionalism, John Wayneism. You know the the noble stoic individual. Bullshit. Everything happens because of the collective. Everything. We're seeing that now. Something. I, I live in a neighborhood. I live in a low-income neighborhood. A low-income neighborhood, healthily. And everybody's suffering all over the place. In other words, even these low-income people in the neighborhood who, who are personally suffering, but the offerings, these are the people that, like in, in, they say in Fight Club, these are the people that tend your garden. These are the people that take care of your kids. These are the people that bring your groceries. These are the people that haul your garbage. And they're not going to work. So it's all this lattice work of, of connectedness. You know, the foot bone connected to the ankle bone, connected to the thigh bone, connected to the knee bone. It's all connected. So I'm going to have to assume small portion luck, small portion craft, small portion intelligence, small portion a collective deciding. Waking up and the cloud cover is just right and shining through is the fat bald one sitting there. Right? Things fall into place, correct. You get you get I, I'm not gonna even say I don't even can't assign percentages. I don't, I don't know what about percentages. With this, uh, you know, who knows? I know I didn't do it. You know why I didn't do it? I'm no longer sitting on a urine, a cat urine stained couch. Got rid of that. I'm getting rid of non furniture in my house. You should see it now. In anticipation of uh, the new addition to the Robinson clan, getting rid of all 
non-furniture. You got to come in this house, got to be real furniture. Wood, screws, steel, real furniture. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I mean, the thing is, the low-income neighborhood I'm living in right now is, is like, I, if I walk a mile that way, I hit Facebook. If I walk a mile this way, I hit Amazon. If I walk three miles this way, I hit Google. If I walk two miles this way, I hit Stanford. And I'm like, <laughs> so... Uh, uh, there's, there's no purging here, bro. <laughs> They're gonna have to build the perimeter to keep us out of there. <laughs> so, um, so, so the bald one—I don't want to get sidetracked here. So the bald one um, does this thing, and he says, "Listen," and, and I don't know this is how he reasoned it, but let, let's just play along. He said, uh, "Fuck it." On a long enough timeline, sports have to come back. Sports entertainment have to come back at some point, right? Like nobody's saying 10 years down the road that baseball, basketball, football, hockey, boxing, MMA, nobody's going to say 10 years from now that these will be memories. If you don't make it through this pandemic and you're dead, they won't register for you in any significant way at all. And if, you, if you're alive and you make it through unharmed or unsinged, then you'll go back, you gravitate back to the sports that you cared about. So we can look at it, if we're looking at it like the fat bald one looks at it, we look at it and say, okay, yeah, I got you. It's going to come back sometime. Okay, when? I don't know, six months. Well, I, I don't know. It's not a good business answer. It's not, it's not good in business. It's not good in surgery. I don't know. Don't know. All right, well, what about November? Ah, that's a strong possibility. Okay. What about October? Well, that's a strong possibility. Yeah, September. Hey, what could be talking? All right, fuck it. How about April? This is how you negotiate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so I'm getting to that. Because the fact that you have to ask that question means that you've sniffed out what I've sniffed out. This a not, I don't know how smart this man is, but not a stupid man. Animal intelligence, credit however you want where you want. I don't build an organization like that. He did. So, so, so he says, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this event in April. So no, you can't have it in April. You can't do it. All right. So somebody raised it. If you follow at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, somebody on the Twitter machine said. Uh, you know, there are plenty of states, uh, Republican states probably, that he could have held the event in the U.S. and they wouldn't have stopped. He could have done Florida, right? Florida's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Texas is now, hey, man, you know, we can never But he doesn't pick that. He picks California. Now, Lemoore is near Fresno. It's halfway between here and L.A. Had Khabib stuck around, it would have been quite easy. There's nothing liberal about, oh, my friend, ESPN, this super liberal. Sorry. Nah, 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 nah. Nothing owned by a guy with billions of dollars is any kind of liberal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think because you think Bezos, you think Bezos is a liberal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not, yeah, you're right. This doesn't have anything to do with that. Let me finish. So, yeah, he okay. Yeah, he, he anti-Trump doesn't make you pro-liberal. Okay, so so um, so he doesn't pick he doesn't pick Florida. He yeah, he doesn't pick Florida. He doesn't pick he picks California. California, interesting. Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh huh. I I don't know what we're talking about. Same show where they had two black hosts called his and hers. Both insulting, but I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, I got I, I got to pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> you guys got off on some internet tangent. So um, he chooses California, where Gavin, Gavin Newsom has been crossing swords with Trump for 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 a while. 
So, but he picked California. Khabib, if he'd stuck around, it was a quick drive. It's a three-hour drive down, down to, down to Lemoore. I've been to fights there. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a jolly, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a jolly venue. Picks California. Khabib is gone. So, if you follow me on the Twitter machine, you see I start, I start the, the article I thought was highly suspicious was this one about Cavillo talking about how weird it is to train, train with, uh, train with Khabib. We have friends at newspapers. They, they, they might like a story like that. If you don't feel the fat, bald fingerprints on that one, you're wrong. California. And, I, and now a Sedway, there's going to be a private island, right? And then it was, um, and then it was it, the secret island. Okay. The bald one doesn't want to have to spend money. That, that thing is a really aggressively good. And it doesn't make sense. If the people who own the private island know that that's the only place you have to go, it changes the pricing structure. So he needs to play somebody off against somebody. So at the same time that you're hearing about the private island, you're hearing about uh, 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 Tachi. So you got Tachi. Tachi is like, cool, they're, they're happy to have a main. They've been having B-level fights. That's, I saw uh, my coach, Sorrell, get lacerated by David Lawazo there uh, 10 years ago. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that they had plenty of time to figure this stuff out. People in America knew. People in America knew in January that this thing was going to be fucked. They didn't start shutting down sports things until until March. They had plenty of time to think about this stuff. And if you don't think they had a plan B, you're crazy. So that increases the amount of scrutiny on plan A. I didn't know. Uh, you got to know I didn't unsub you. Some people have said the same thing. They don't get the notifications anymore. I don't know what's happening. If you could tell me what button to click to make it unhappen, I would do it. But right now, it's a miracle that I, I managed to do got this far. Please. So all this stuff, all this thinking out of the box is happening in public. It's the island. It's Tachi. It's Tachi. It's the island. We don't know. And it turns out, okay, I've got a two-month option on Tachi. I'm going to exercise it. I'm going to have fights for two months. And then I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, 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 you know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody's coming in if you hit the bell. Uh, yeah, you got to hit the bell. Uh, you got to hit the bell. Sorry. I, that, that much I know. So he decides it's going to be Tachi. Like really decides. Or says that he's decided that it, um, it's going to be Tachi. So what happens? At that point now, if you look at the counter, and I use a Johns, Hop, Johns Hopkins death counter, the deaths have, have sort of like double, right? Keep in mind, there were 66,000 Americans who died in Vietnam, right? And the Vietnam War touched every aspect of American life. I mean, if you didn't know a Vietnam vet, you knew, I mean, I was a kid, you knew, you know, eh, It touched it. We are now at about, last I looked, I think it was 27,000. So now they got a real deal. They finally got Trump to play ball. He's like, you can't, I know your institutional investors, you know, your, your Wall Street grifter types are telling you, you, got, you can't, you just can't, you can't. This is, you know, because at, at a certain point where you make a decision to do nothing, every one of those debts is going to redound to you. So he backs off and says, fuck it. We've got to shut shit down, shut it down. So the fat bald was like, ah, okay. As his proxy, let me let me let me do it Pascal Wager style. If I push ahead with this fight and have the fight, I know secretly Trump has got my back. Okay. If if I if 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 I shut down the if, so if I have the fight, they don't have fight, I have it. I know he secretly has my back. If if I shut down the fight and there is no, I know it's no big deal, really. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I, I, I just need to have this shit established. I'm gonna go with a option. This box over here. I'm gonna have the fight. Let him try to shut me down. I got, you know, it's like I don't know if you've ever had a bully with a big brother. A bully with a big brother who's also a bully, right? So the little brother is a bully in training. Who tries to? Uh, you got this guy Hootie, 
I wrote about him in a long, slow screw. And he came from a, a family of, of male thugs. <laughs> so you could never, you'd be, you could be Hootie up, but then you got to deal with the 14-year-old brother. You could beat him up, but then you got to deal with the 18, you know, it's, it was, there was a no-win situation. I got the biggest guy on my team behind me. Fuck you, we're having the fight. And Gavin Newsom knows exactly what's happening. Just like when I'm when Oxbow is playing and some guy is deciding to fucking test me, and, and, and I'll let a guy go. But that kind of that kind of shit, anarchy. It's fun in the living room, fun in the streets, not so fun in the living room. You can lose a crowd really quickly. They're looking at him, they're looking at you. They're looking at him, they're looking at you. They paid to look at you, but now they're looking at him. What's dad going to do? I'm playing a show in Austin, Texas, South by Southwest. There's a break in the music, and some guy screams from the audience, Buckwheat! I heard him. Everybody heard him. And people were like, yeah, because they know out of all the people you do this with, I'm not going to make believe I didn't hear it. And so I said, not only did I hear that, but I can see you. And I look at the guy and I point to him. So you've got my attention now. Where it goes from here is totally dependent on you. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this evening's proceedings? And the guy goes cleverly, goes like this. For those of you just listening, I am shaking my head from side to side. I said, good, then I'll continue. Newsom can't let this go on. But again, uh, it, I don't care what it was. Buckwheat is an Eddie Murphy character from the Little Rascals that he was trying to make because when, back when my hair was kind of more Afroized. He was trying to make – it was it – was, I don't say it was anything other than disruptive. If you wait till a perfectly quiet moment to be, you want to be heard by everybody and specifically me. He could have said anything. He could have said Liberace. He could have said Ching Chong Chinaman. I don't give a shit. You want to be part of the show? You will be part of the show. So Newsom can't have this. Again, this is stuff in front of the curtain, behind the curtain, and I'm not sure. So what does he do? Figuring out the, the levers of power, he just calls the guy, I'm the governor. I'm telling you right now, get me the head of Disney and get me the head of ESPN on the phone now. I don't know whose job that is, but you call somebody over Disney. I got the governor on the line. I need to speak to so-and-so. No, I don't even say it's fucked up. It's just disruptive. You know, like I said, the guy could have called me Liberace, Ching Chong Chinaman, the old blackie bastard, you know, Farina, whatever. Doesn't make a difference. It did have the extra added benefit of being racially uncomfortable, but it wasn't my uncomfortability. It was the audience thinking, oh my God, I'm going to see this guy, um, a grown adult man beaten to death in front of me. It's like, you know, you came in with your own issues, man. I don't give a shit what you say. You paid your money. You can say whatever. But you interrupt the show. And then we have a different type of show. But that's not the point. I, we're, we're here. So he calls and Disney calls. And according to the fat Baldwin, he's at the after speaking to them, he decided to they asked him to, to cancel the events. And so he decided to cancel the events. Archer got it right. Archer in his post is like that, like that guy in that bar fight who, who, who ducks out of a bar fight and actually was like, yeah, did you see it? I could have I kicked that guy's. That was very funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, uh, but that's happened to me a lot. It's like you, you've got my attention and you're going to persist. You're going to persist because nobody in here bought a ticket for you, tall Belgian man. That was some other guy I had the situation with. And I said, would, would you like me to slap your face? And the guy goes, do what you got to do. 
And I go, all right. I got pain. <laughs> Bonsai. So Disney calls him, and according to the fat bald one, he was asked, <laughs> you know what? I got, I ran, I ran, uh, I ran across, uh, it was at loggerheads at one point when I was at Intel with the CEO of Intel, Craig Barrett. Uh, he didn't like something I put on the cover and says, oh, yeah, look, can you explain me why you did this? I said, ah, this is the reason I did it. You know, I don't know, it's defensible. And he goes, yeah, don't do it again. I said, yeah, but you know, this is the, he goes, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, you man who works for me as my editor-in-chief, don't fucking do this again. Because now I got, unbeknownst to you, I got 20 emails. People say, why are you putting on people on the cover of the corporate publication that don't work, work for the corporation? I, I don't have time for that. It's like the head coach. I don't need a special teams player causing me fucking agita. Don't do it. Ask, ask, ask. The head of Disney and ESPN called and asked him. But Mike Michael Colioni said to uh, to Carlo, uh, maybe he says to Carlo, ah, this little, this little, this little mockery, mime, mummery you had with my my sister. You set Santino up. I don't know if I want to believe that. How much of it? All of it. All of it. These are Hitlerian secrets. Secrets he shares with us. Island versus Tachi. Tachi versus... Secrets that he keeps from us. I got it. Let's keep the headlines going. We have to create... If we can't create heat, we'll create light. If we can't create light, we'll create heat. We'll give you something. Secrets he keeps from us and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or secrets about future events as yet unknown. Don't know. I haven't been able to figure it out, but I do know something. I And I pull it up right now. The sudden media talk about DC being the next president of the UFSI took me by surprise. I've never thought about a secondary, you know, my kid, my, my youngest kid uh, went to the state, she wrestled in the state wrestling championships, and I remember, and I've been seeing DC, he's, you know, um, DC, he's been seeing DC, uh, Daniel Cormier, at the wrestling events. He's a whole coach, I think some team down in Gilroy. And he's as, as close as possible, given that the audience of people, you know, he carries his celebrity well enough. You know, he's still, it, yeah, it was in Bloody Elbow. I, uh, somebody put the link up. I tweeted it out earlier. I tweeted out under the headline, I think, uh, messages are being sent. And, and D.C. was very diplomatic. Yeah, correct. Very diplomatic. They never put me in that position. What is that line they use to describe? He's got a lean, hungry look about Cassius and Julius Caesar. They can smell that off of me. You look at that photograph that somebody found on, on the Internet uh, with, with me and Rollins. 18-year-old me and 19-year-old Rollins. He's on, we're like this far apart. He's on stage and he's like, yeah, that guy's got a lean, lean, hungry look. Not the guy on stage, me. I'm number two. I try harder. So DC says all the right things, da, 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 you know, and you start, and then suddenly, again, suddenly the clouds part enough so like like George H.W. Bush tried to get us believe when he did before he told us that Dan Quayle was his vice president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. Yeah, it was you who found it. that Dan Quayle was his vice president. He goes, You he'll be so perfect. 
that you won't even believe it when you hear it. All my kids were named that way. Some later, my kids and my dog, who I told them I came back from some weekend, I was on I was playing some shows, and my kids were like, Dad, did you name the dog? And I go, I got his name. And it's going to be so perfect when you hear it. You will, it, you know how it supplanted all other possible names. And I go, okay, they go, Dad, what is it? I go, sit down, clear your head. I'm going to say the word. And just tell me how you feel after you hear it. So my kids sit down at the kitchen table and they close their eyes and go, breathe. You're breathing, right? Okay. The dog's name, yeah, Popeye. And my kids open their eyes and they're like, that's it. I had that same thing when all of a sudden I'm reading this article about DC and people are like, well, who could take a, who could take a, who could take People don't make decisions, intellectual decisions, though they think they do. They make emotional decisions. And like it or not, the tone and the timbre set up by the fat bald one is grating. We've seen guys try to go up against, we've seen guys try to be apt pupil second banana types. Larry Holm being an example. Following Muhammad Ali, he's trying to do the dip and the dap and the jip and the jive. And it, he just, he was a, a bad second. He should just have been Larry Holmes. Don't even fucking try. Some have figured out, you know, whoever you had that old, I'm not that guy. I'm this, I'm the new guy. Eh, you get what you get. Yeah, I know you really love the other guy, but hey, you know, say Chris Rock, Chris Rock, Chris Rock was so hot, so hot. And Dave Chappelle came out. It's like, ah, you know, yeah, that, but this is, I got a different thing. The clouds parted, and I see DC answering these questions. And it's like, is it possible? Is it possible that we have the makings of a Roger Goodell here? Is it possible that we have a, a Scott Coker here? Is it possible we have a new type? Of, of, of UFC CEO, a guy who's generally respected, even tempered, even keel, your kids can listen to, gives back to the community. Is that the last puzzle piece for the legitimization of the sport? You have this guy, he's been paid enough, have him be a free-floating ambassador. Have them switch positions. Imminence Greece, if that's how you pronounce it. He gets what he wants, which is a public profile. The fat Baldwin is on the show. He's sitting next to Terry Bradshaw. He's doing the, the Stephen A. Smith. He's holding these opinions. He's a Mark Cuban without the without the, the grind of having to actually show up to work. Yeah, it is a circus, but I can't figure out where the clowns are. I know who the clowns are always, right here. <laughs> We are the clowns. However, I can't figure it out because we're not dealing with stupid people. So this article on DC taking over, who's responsible for that? Is it the fat bald one who's responsible for that? Because he's trying to create a greasy skid by which they give him a whole truckload of money to leave. Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Don't throw me in the briar patch, Mr. Disney, Mr. ESPN. Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to take all this money and leave. And you've got DC, who's a, a, essentially an, a, an apparatchik. Or this is somebody at Disney or ESPN. I need to talk to Nash about this or, or, or Kid Nate or even uh, Lady Tech, Ms. Tech, because... They usually bring me back down to earth on some of this stuff, but it's like, it just, I can't, I, I'm trying to zap root of this whole thing and I can't keep it straight without a scorecard. It's a mystery set inside of an enigma, you know? Yeah, yeah. Professional sports is a wild and woolly world and I can't figure out who's going on. In the midst of all this, I see some uh, uh, Russian, uh, 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 Russian bot stuff about um, about uh, 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 Kaepernick getting signed to the New York Jets, which, of course, was completely fake. Why this come? Why now? What's happening? Who knows? 
But like the resurrection story, certain milestones, yard posts are being placed. One, things that we know. It's like Descartes talking about a priori knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things that we know. We know that the fat bald one will not be CEO of the UFC forever. Right? On a long enough timeline, eventually he will retire or be replaced. He will not be like Bob Aaron bouncing or bumping around there in his 80s. The sex tape extortion thing, now running afoul of, of, of the state senator and the state governor, being backed down by your bosses. Who floats the article about DC being the new prez? Can't keep this stuff straight. But what did Anton LaVey say to me? Keep bono. Who benefits? In fact, we could probably put together the final piece of the puzzle by looking at the benefit tabs. Pascal wager style. Okay. Bald one stays. Who gains? Fighters don't gain. What benefit does he bring to the organization? Well, he's got a man in the White House. First time, you know, I don't, I don't know that Trump is that much into hockey. I don't know that he's into any sport. Seems to like fighting. He showed up at a fighting, at an at a, at a MMA match. I don't know. Honest to God, how many of us have made decisions about about whether or not we're going to watch a fight based on anything that the bald one has said. You do know Sean Shelby, also known as Keith. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Sean Shelby, also known, known as Keith, would be a much more significant loss. Like, uh, like, uh, like when Joe Silva left. I know, I know, I know, forget Joe Silva. Joe Silva who tried to get me shirtless cage side because I had a URL on my shirt. Take it off. So you want me to sit here shirtless? That's not going to be good for me or you. <laughs> he goes, no, turn my shirt, your shirt inside out. I'm not going to turn To get my shirt inside out, I have to. I might as well just be shirtless, man. I said, why don't you give me a give – I'll wear anything you give me to put on and the prospect to give me something for free – you know, Silver just goes, okay, okay, look, just sit down, sit down, zip your coat up maybe. I said, that's hot. I'm not going to zip my coat. You just, just do not stand up. All right. All right. People don't need to know about SkullGame.com, the number one porn review site on the internet. <laughs> of course, that's the URL I had on my on my shirt. Um, I used to sponsor Gil Melendez. He had it on his shorts. Couldn't, in his UFC shorts, they wouldn't let him have it on. But in pride, he did it. 60,000 hits the next day. It was great. So I can't keep it straight. I don't, I, I don't know what's happening, but you need to know, yes, that what is known is that the fat, fat bald one is not – it's a fiction that he's needed. Most of us who are fathers know that. <laughs> you know, you're just <laughs> – yeah, you know, your kids like it's like a your figurehead, like a totem, like they're kind of they're kind of glad to have you around. You know, you're things get a little tough. You know, they come, but generally, you have to work really hard to fuck up as a father because you, you you're like the queen of England. You know, you're a figurehead of some kind. Maybe every now and then you bust off with some good advice. You don't come home drunk. You don't beat up mom. It's pretty basic. Being a, being a father, you help out, you say some things vaguely understanding, and you know, then you're on your way. Now, the heart to heart stuff they share with mom, but we don't. What does a bald one add? You know, I mean, at the very least, with the father analogy, sometimes you feel better when you talk to your father. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we got guys who listen now who, who train with me at the Sorrell Academy. Hence the comment about grinding the chin into the eye socket. <laughs> Actually, that guy, uh, 
he's probably one of the ones who I think probably had COVID successfully, and I rolled with him. But given that I have a super constitution, I am I am now. So, so we know that the bald one is not going to be CEO forever, and we know that we don't know really what he does or what his value add is to the organization, which means, which means that we can't figure out if there's a benefit to losing him or forcing him to go or you know with his contract the way it works he only is locked in yeah yeah with it hey you know what i could have the pipe in my mouth and the knife on my on my hip which is how i sometimes actually do roll so um so we can't figure out so we have the x factor of the fat bald one we don't know what he does. We don't know how he's doing it. We don't know why he's there. I don't know how it benefits. I don't know if, we, if there would be a debit if he lost, if there's a credit if he stayed. He's a big black box. We don't know. We don't know. We do know that the negatives that go with the bald one, this is a guarantee. And the negatives that the bald one are just social. They, you know, He's kind of a foul mouth, you know. Telling people to go fuck their mothers, not really handbook CEO gov governance. DC is a much smoother, smoother, uh, spoonful of sugar. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's being played, what's being played, or why we're to, who, who who is the is the bald one smart enough? Is the bald one smart enough to have manufactured this whole thing to increase the gold of the parachute that he's using to flee someplace he doesn't stay doesn't intend to stay in perpetuity? I don't know. There are no wheels. Dana is not greasing. The bald one is not greasing any wheels. He's not doing his. He's as valuable as his connections. His connections right now are having a man in the White House. And so that means on the outside and his lock-in is probably, maybe his lock-in was five years. So five years after the ESPN deal. And, and so where does that sit? Somewhere between the end of a second Trump administration, if there is such a thing, and, and when his buy-in is somewhere in there, he'll disappear. But there's certain things he's clearly addicted to. Money is not a factor for him anymore. Money is not a factor for him. Um, <laughs> well, WWE is not a sport, <laughs> but whatever. We won't get into how Rhonda blamed herself. The last place that she could have called home. This is she's created a situation where she never has to go to work. You know, you know, Travis up there thinking he's got the golden Willy Wonka ticket and she's burning every bridge that she can. That was the last place that she could have gone. And now she shit all over the fans that keep WWE profitable. Yeah, he gets, yeah, I mean, Dana, there's probably some pricing structure where he continues to get paid beyond. So, you know, he's not going to be in perpetuity. He's going to leave at some point. The sport will continue. Things will change. He still gets paid. Um, like I said, when I told you I was sitting at a table in Vegas with Priscilla Presley, Paul Anka, David Crosby, it was the weirdest, it was a wedding for this brother of uh, uh, a win. Uh, Kenny Wynn was getting married. And he, I got a right to the wedding. And I'm sitting there, and these people, Paul Anker gets up and leaves. He says, I don't, I don't know. The wind seems so nice. I don't think, I mean, the, you know, the mob is not, not in Vegas anymore. I almost choked on my caviar. <laughs> I almost choked on my caviar. I couldn't I continue to eat a fine meal like that at a table with people that stupid. You think that you think the mob has walked away? No, it's all controlled by Hyatt hotels and the corporations now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. So, so in any case, whether it's whether it's five years or two years, the the fat bald one is a short time with a continued financial interest in the well-being of the. He still gets points, probably in perpetuity. But what he loves, what we know he loves. And this is why we call him the bald one on the show and not by his full name unless we say sex tape extortion.
We don't say that. We just call him the fat ball one. Is that he loves a profile. He loves the mics. He loves the camera. Did you see the Republican convention where Trump called it and he comes out? And he was like, yeah. And all these old people, all these Republicans, all these Fox you like, who's that guy? He thought he was going to get the same kind of reception as when he walks out on the stage at the, at the UFC press conference. But man, you got to understand our, our dirty neck of the woods, our little alley, is we're not a mainstream sport. I think I think that if we want to talk about a makeover, I think that could be the makeover that that the UFC sorely needs. We don't need another guy like the ball, and we will not get another guy like the ball. They're not going to bring Rebney out. They're not going to give it to Coker, and Coker it would be the San Jose guy. This this would be the best of all possible. His affiliation with AKA it would be smart, you know. Um, there's not, not a lot of people who haven't been multiply arrested who really hate D.C. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Roney Joni. You know what that is? That's a pip. Punchline in perpetuity. No, the oofsie doesn't die when Dana goes. What the fuck? What does Dana do? Dana, you know what? You know, they, they, he, he's like, you know, he's like Shelly Shelley Long, right? If you don't give me more money, I'm going to leave. Cheers. Cheers is nothing without me. Or David Caruso. If you don't give me a lot of money, I'm going to leave whatever show he was on. I go, go leave. <laughs> What's the thing my great-grandmother used to say? One monkey don't stop no show. Go. That's the thing. That's the anti-John Wayne thing. That is a real thing, and that's what we started with. It's a collection. We call it double-double redundancy. I kill five privates, I still got a sergeant in the wings. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm. we'll be watching, we will be watching MMA if we desire until most of us are ready to die. I am already dead, however, so I continue to watch. So, you know, um, you, you have to appreciate the resurrection story. You focus on the wrong things with the resurrection story, you're going to miss the picture. And you focus on the wrong things with this mummery, this, this, this costumery that, that's occurring with the, the bald one, and, and, and you might miss things. He might not be the smartest guy in the world, but he's probably smarter than me. He's done something I wouldn't have done. Me or 99 other guys. So I say, oh, yeah, I'm going to thumb the, I'm going to stick a thumb in the eye of the government. I got my hand slapped. I look where, where's Trump? Where's my guy? He's not back. Nah, it's kind of fun. I'll move on to the next thing. That's me thinking. That's very linear A to B to C thinking. But, but I can't, <laughs> but I can't, I, I can't, I can't keep him straight without, without a scorecard. Yeah. I, somebody sent me a photo today from, from moments before Kennedy was shot, and it focuses on the knoll. Well, it doesn't focus on the knoll. I can see the knoll. And it blows me away that that last podcast on the left, that those guys are running the conspiracy that it was, okay, 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 okay. There was more than one shooter. It was Oswald and, and then one other, a cop on the ground who was set to, to uh, discharge his firearm to create this kind of confusion about where the actual shots. Get the, stop that. Can you still explain to me why Woody Harrelson's dad, who, is, who was before he died in prison, contract killer who had murdered a federal judge, why he was dressed as a hobo on the rail line behind the grassy knoll? Why was he there dressed as a hobo? Nah, that one. Yeah, yeah, it was it was one shooter and that one shooter was an Oswald. <laughs> Talk to Mike Golden. Guy, last guy to interview James Earl Ray. The point is, it's not a people think how a conspiracy I could be. Oh, how you can't fix many people. You don't have to. You just have to fix a couple. And I'm not even saying this is a conspiracy. I'm just saying I can't figure it out. Yeah, can't figure it out. But it bears being watched because it's going to affect everything you see from a fight perspective here on out. And <laughs> If you're Johnny Boney Joni, 
if you're Johnny Boney Joni right about now, <laughs> the prospect of DC being the CEO or the president of Oopsie, ooh, that's got to be delicious, isn't it? <laughs> you better start learning how to hit rap. <laughs> and you're a Johnny Boy Journey. Learn how to do some hip hop and stuff. <laughs> you know, because you're going to be unemployed. Out. That aspect of DC is very real. I have Vendetta Keeper. He's not letting, he's not, nah, 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 my friend. You're not getting, you, you need to hope to God that that Baldwin stays in for the duration of your career. And another guy who's got to do that, uh, McNuggets, McRapist. You better hope he stays there. But I can't figure out, does he want to go and they don't want him to go? Does he want to go and they want him to go? Does he not want to go and they want him to go? Does he not want to go and they want him to stay? Um, do they want somebody else and they, and they want him to stay to help? Or they want somebody else and they want him to go? I can't figure it out. But I do know, much like the Christ Easter story, that certain things are important to understand. One is that he won't be the CEO forever. Two, that the sport will endure without him. And three, that you should wash your hands and, and, and stay inside. Anyway, I've gone six minutes over time. Sorry. Uh, I know you were hoping for some answers, but sometimes, you know, like Michael Antonioni said, he goes, most mystery movies are not mysteries at all because they give you solutions by the end. He goes, if you look at uh, uh, La Ventura, my movie, I don't give you a solution by the end. That's a mystery movie. So this is version 109. It's a mystery wrapped inside of a riddle, wrapped inside of an enigma. Sorry, can't figure it out. But I'm telling you what I'm watching and what I'm paying attention to. Symbolically, we have tent poles, like with the Christ story. Virgin birth. Yeah, okay. Well, he was still fucking her, but whatever. The pregnancy, so, you know, the... Conquering death, harrowing of hell, and then the body is dead, still in the ground. The body is dead, not coming alive, but the spiritual continued existence, consciousness existing. Those are the tent poles of the Christ Easter story. The tent poles of the Oopsie thing I've already laid out. Live it, love it, take it with you wherever you go. Do not get killed. Tuesday night we do uh, uh, if the shoes fit. I don't. I don't think this week is uh, a follow on for. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't even go. I didn't even go there, but. I, I, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to do the uh, uh, Let It Roll podcast to follow on to the hip hop evolution. I'm not sure. If you follow me at Eugene S. Robinson, I tweet out the articles that I go. I think tonight in three and a half hours, new sex column will be up. Thank you for all your, 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 uh, most of my questions at this point are coming from you all. You know, I, you guys, you know, I don't print your real names if you ask me not to. Uh, but the mother's group stopped sending me. I guess they thought it was kind of creepy. I would keep asking about sex questions. So I haven't gotten one from them in a couple of months, but you guys are keeping the sex column afloat. So thank you for that. Anyway, we'll see you next Sunday. Uh, 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 inshallah, God willing. And uh, until then, wash your hands, stay inside. I'll see you soon. Look what you made me do! Uh!